Hello and welcome to Funny Business. A little bit of funny and a little bit of business. I'm Rob and you've got Locke here. He's looking at me. He's going, what are you going to say next? How's little, things, mate? You going all right today? A little bit of business and a little bit... Of, we said that last time. It's a lot. A lot of business and a little bit of funny. You, you don't really bring much funny to the table lately. Just a bit of attitude, really. I, I thought I did with this episode because we have Rubes with uh, two Zs at the end of it. And I'm telling you, his work is insane. He, uh, Caleb Holstein, founder of Square X Green Square, actually put us in touch uh, he's actually friends with him and he'd done a mural for him. So he's like, you need to speak to Rubes. He's done some cool stuff and we dig into some cool stuff. Yeah. Say cool, I say cool stuff twice? Say cool stuff three times. In, in I a, didn't know. I was trying cool to think stuff, of something cool stuff, else cool and I was like, I don't even know if this makes sense. I was surprised uh, you, didn't, you didn't drop your story about you being so creative in, 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 in the chat. I thought that was I definitely- I wanted to. I I wanted to. You had to hold me back. I thought it was definitely going to come out. But hey, before we get into this, if you're new to Funny Business, I usually say this at the end, but hey, if you're listening to Funny Business for the first time, uh, welcome, welcome. But if you're not about you, time, about time. If you're listening to it and you've listened to a bunch of different episodes, it helps us really grow the show. If you hit that share button and send it to a friend, so before you get into this episode, let someone else know about us. Yeah, especially this episode. It's a good one. Ruben, thank you so much for jumping on the Funny Business Podcast. For those at home listening, tell us who are you and what do you do. Yeah, how's it going? Um, my name is uh, Ruben. I uh, I paint large scale murals. Um, my artist name is Rubes. Um, yeah, and I'm just sort of doing that all year round. You know, in the nice Sydney weather, so it's good. I'm always uh, jealous of people who can paint such amazing murals. Like we're lucky here in Melbourne. Like along the train lines and stuff, we see lots of cool stuff out the window. But like. Always interested to know how like something like that gets constructed. Like, where does it come from when you're like, yeah, that looks like the perfect sort of uh, blank canvas for what I'm thinking in my head? Or how does it, how does like the process work? Yeah, so there's sort of a range of different uh, ways to go about it. Like, you know, a client will approach me and, and have a brief, and then I'll um, sort of like work on a design, and then. Um, get to do some like back and forth and I'll put together like a digital concept and then uh, work out a, you know, work out a time to go and paint it. And then there's other ones which are, are cooler when they sort of bring an idea or a concept and then you, um, you know, you sort of get to interpret that for yourself and and uh, and sort of paint whatever you want, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty rare. But, um, yeah, when I get to do those, those are really cool. Um, but yeah, it's mostly sort of like bigger commercial works at the moment. So it's sort of, uh, helping the client, um, sort of like, uh, you know, bring their, bring their idea to life and, um, yeah, work it out, do some digital concepts and then, and then paint the thing. So. Have you always been a creative dude? Like growing up at school, were you good at art? Were you like thinking like fuck I want to do this for a living yeah I'd say uh yeah always pretty creative I uh have been interested in sort of um painting specifically since about 14 or 15 and then I uh I went to art school so I've got a BMA in painting and illustration and um yeah started uh I didn't sort of I sort of painted for myself for many years while I was sort of working other jobs and then, um, yeah, discovered painting walls and, and uh, I just fell in love with it. I, um, 
and then yeah, quit my job after a year. I was actually like a visual merchandiser at like a uh, home shopping channel. So I was doing like the sets and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, found painting walls. And I was like, yeah, after a year, I was like, I'm out. I'm going to jump into this full time. So, Man, you got a pretty thick Kiwi accent and you're based in Sydney. When did you move across? Um, I moved over in like 2011. So I sort of finished um, my studies and then moved over with my uh, with my girlfriend, now wife, and uh yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of opportunity here, and the weather's great. So I don't can't sort of see myself moving back anytime soon. So yeah. I feel like we're just saying off air too. You got two kids under four. Uh, my daughter turns two next week. I don't know when this is coming out, so maybe she already has turned two. But mm. how do you juggle? How are you juggling family life and just finding time? Because I feel like if I get interrupted and I'm pumping out an email. I can always come back to that, but I feel like doing what you do if someone interrupts you and it's like, that. how do you like stay in the zone to make sure you're still getting your stuff done? Um, I'm, I'm wearing these all day and then I've got a uh, got my hat on, the, the back visor and, and my respirator on. So, And I'm normally like up a, up a lift, so, you know, I'll be like five or six metres in the air. So, um, yeah, but I, uh, I love like speaking to people on the street and uh, the cool thing about um like street art and like murals is that sort of everyone can uh, like everyone gets an impression from it it's not like you have to go into a gallery and, and feel like you need to be able to speak about the work and it's sort of right there and, and everyone gets to uh to look at it and get an idea of what it means to them and stuff so yeah it's one of the coolest things i think what about some of your favourite places that you've ever painted? Um, yeah, I've, I've like I've done some pretty. Uh, yeah, I I went to uh, Indonesia in about twenty eighteen, sort of late twenty eighteen, and I uh, I painted on like a sort of really impoverished island and, and taught some classes and stuff there, and like there's no like white Caucasian people walking around there. Um, and then yeah, like I uh, I did a uh, like a fundraiser actually. Caleb helped a lot with that. I did it in the space in Marrickville um, many years ago, and uh, yeah, raised some money for that. So that was cool. Um, some more recent ones. I've worked with the Sydney Children's Hospital Foundation, so uh, done a done a few works with them, and and uh, I get it's all like um like young people who have. Um, suffered from cancer and and so I get to like photograph them meet their family um, and like take a take pictures of them and then they end up becoming a mural so it's pretty uh pretty touching and emotional for the family um so those sort of works are really close to my heart and uh, yeah one was at like at core stadium um, here in Sydney and then the other one's in like Surrey Hills so I was gonna say have you how do you have you fucked many things up? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, painting's pretty forgiving, so you can always sort of like paint over it. Um, yeah, I I did that one at a core stadium was like a curved wall, and so when you're like scaling out the image, um, it uh, just like looked off. And it was wrong, and I was literally like painting for like three days, and it just wasn't looking right. So, 
that's probably the biggest struggle that I've had um, sort of uh, recently. Um, but most of the time it's sort of just going through the paces and, and, and um, yeah, so the one I'm doing now, I'm on my like eighth day. So it's um, about nine metres high by about 16 metres wide. So, yeah, that's good. The bigger, the better. Are you just having dreams about paintings every night? Just like, I need to finish this, this, maybe I'll change it to this, or maybe I can add this, or do you just completely switch off? Um, no, nah, I do uh, <laughs> dream about it. And, uh, um, yeah, kind of when I'm, when I'm painting or I'm in a project, it kind of like wakes me up like really early in the morning, like I'm super hyped to go and, and be there on site. Yeah, get it done. I try not to think of it as working. I am working, and it is my job. But I, uh, I always try and sort of make that um, sort of differentiation for people, being like, I'm not working. I'm just painting, and I'm like stoked to be doing it. So, um, I worked many jobs for many years where I, just, I like, I was waiting till that five o'clock rolled round, and I was, you know, even five to five, I was out. So, and this one is sort of, you know, I'm here at, I was here at. 10 to 6 this morning and yeah it's, it's, just, it's awesome being my own boss and, and working for myself so yeah it's good you, you mentioned a couple of projects like you're doing for the is it children's hospital did you just say it's children's hospital what do you think yeah. it is about art that helps do that connection and meaning for people um i think it's sort of like the visual definitely the visual is like a massive thing um you know it's sort of every sort of race religion can um yeah get an impression from it and it sort of uh yeah crosses a lot of divides in, in in that sense and um yeah it's just uh it's cool to be involved in those and just like the random conversations you have with people yeah it sort of yeah crosses a lot of barriers i suppose I love that. I feel like it's very sort of punk rock. Like I've always loved the the Banksy sort of stuff where it's just like just throw shit out there and, and just see what happens. But it feels like it's just like street art, like like you said, just throwing it out there. It feels very like punk rock. Like, yeah, fuck, this is going there. People are gonna see it. It's like a it's like a poster, you know what I mean? But it it's painted. How do you how do you feel about like do you think the same way around like it is a bit like breaking the rules? It is a bit like fucking that attitude. Um so when I first started, like my stuff was sort of more, I was, I sort of, I taught myself how to paint walls and, and use spray paint and stuff like that. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, going to abandoned places and, and painting like that. Um, I don't sort of get to paint like that much, too much anymore. It's mostly like, it's all sort of like commercial big works or, you know, someone will approach me and, and do it in that sense. But, um, yeah, it's just it's it's cool and uh, it's you sort of find your uh, um, find your lane, I suppose, and, and and people sort of start to approach you for those types of works. And then, and then now I've been doing it for a little while. You know, my first year I did everything. You know, like sign writing, um, sort of everything to do with paint. And then now it's sort of like more sort of like bigger works and and, and realistic sort of stuff. So. Yeah, that's good. What What about any advice for young people coming through, or someone wanting a career change, getting into this? Is there any sort of tips or or advice that you can give to them? Um, I'd say like paint, just keep painting, paint a lot. 
um, like approach businesses, I suppose, and, and see if you can sort of get your name out that way, um, and then and then sort of promote yourself. Like we're so um, lucky to be in an age where you can just put stuff out on the internet, and, and people can see your work, and you know. 20, 30 years ago, that that was never possible. So the amount of people that you can reach through that and sort of being able to do it yourself is, is, is pretty special. You know, there's not a bit of time to be able to get into it. So, Do you like driving past your own stuff? <laughs> I feel like if I... Be circling. Mate, if I, if I did what you did, I reckon I would just be out in the From car another angle. every night going, fuck, that's still there. That's mine. <laughs> that's mine. Um... Yeah, it depends how old it is because some of the older stuff is it's pretty rough. So, um, yeah, some places I'm like. But then uh, the, the last couple of years, it's, uh, yeah, people want to see the work, so I'll take take people to see it. So, um, yeah, as long as it's not too old, I don't mind driving past it. Cause, yeah, you sort of progress a lot. Um, the, the You know, I'm still doing it every day, so... You know, you just sort of get better and better and more proficient and cleaner and better shading and gradients and rendering out stuff. So, yeah, it just gets better and better with time, I think. So, What what do you listen to when you're doing for – how long do you paint for in stints? I feel like some people are – I think of different types of work, like staying in flow or staying in the ability to, like, stay locked in. Is it – like you mentioned 10 to 6 there this morning – you got what nine days or eight days or something to get this one done, or how, how long do you paint for at a time? Um, so I try to get home for the girls around four, so it's probably like I don't know what's that, like 10 hours ish, maybe a day. So, um, I just listen to podcasts and, and lots of um, like comedian podcasts, it's something sort of like lighthearted. I'm sort of like, I don't know, 40% listening. Um, and then the rest sort of um, focusing on the on the painting and yeah so it's cool to like get down and, and have a look to, to see how you're going because you know you're painting like super close to the wall and then it's good to uh, get down and see what you need to fix up and, and have a yarn to people so yeah. What about if you walk past and someone's fucking tagged over your painting and that do you have to go fix shit up or if you have you found someone like caught him in the act? Uh, I haven't found like I haven't ever caught anyone in the act. Um, yeah, my work's been tagged um, for, but it's uh, it's generally sort of respected. But there's always going to be the outliers. But I don't know. I kind of I'm just like I'll just paint something better uh, there, or like I'm just that's how it all started, you know. And it's you know all the graffiti culture and and all that stuff has just sort of progressed into into what I do today. So. They developed all the cans that, that I use and all the technology around it. So I'm pretty sort of like chill about it. So I just, yeah, try not to uh, get too sort of hung up on it and, yeah, paint something better. Outside of your own work, what sort of artwork do you like? Do you have any other artists out there that you're like inspired by, whether they're local or, or international artists? Um, yeah, of course, there's um, there's so many artists um um, some Australians that I like, um, Adnate, you might have seen his, his works. He does some really huge, um, there are lots of like indigenous, um, Aboriginal people. 
Um, he's got a bunch of works in Melbourne that you may have seen. Um, there's another Sydney guy, Fintan McGee. He does some really awesome... Um, he's doing this thing where you, like, look through... Um, it's as if you're... His painting is as if you're looking through, like, frosted glass. So it's all sort of, like, pixelated. And, and he's... Yeah, he's got really awesome conceptual ideas behind his work. And um, But, yeah, this like, we could go on and on about amazing sort of artists that are out there so yeah. do you all hang out like yeah we, we, with the other peers and that and the ones that you respect do you all hang out and support each other and get around each other um yeah there's there's a few sort of like good friends um that are sort of doing doing what i do um uh yeah we do sort of have catch-ups every now and then but everyone's sort of off like doing their own thing it's like an all-consuming like it's not like you're in the same place every week. Like you're going to like a regular job. So um, yeah, I do. I do keep in touch with a couple um, female artists that are good friends, Sophie and um, Christina, and I've got some other guys out on the northern beaches that I'm pretty close with. So yeah. What about like learning new skills? Are you someone who? Well, we know in a past life you were a parkour champion or parkour king. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about King. I was pretty old, but I uh, I got pretty proficient, I'd say. Um, yeah, we had a little uh, little crew going back in the day. Um, yeah, I've got some good mates who who are still like really uh, amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I don't sort of do too much of that anymore. I got too old. And How are the joints? Like Surely the joints are sore <laughs> from doing that sort of stuff. When it, like, where, <laughs> Imagine you're sitting there and you're looking out the window and you got this guy running up, up your wall. And when we're like, <laughs> like how, when you say we're a little bit into it, like how, how into it are we talking? How often are you going out there running and jumping off shit? Um, not a little into it. I was super into it. Um, like every day it was uh, all consuming. We had it, we had like, uh, it was called like Crew 42. Uh, we did a bunch of like commercial work, like we worked with um, Sony and Samsung and Mountain Dew. The team went to like China. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I loved it. I still love it, but I just don't do it anymore. Like I'm, I still watch it and keep up with the um, yeah with everything. One of one of my good mates that was the sort of that I would see every day. He's um, He's like a Red Bull sponsored athlete. Like um, he's sponsored by GoPro, and he's just like one of the best in the world. He's a Sydney guy, Don. His name is. So. I love watching the the reels and the TikToks of people just scaling up these massive buildings and skyscrapers and stuff. And yeah. when you get into it, I mean, like, how, how do you first start? Like, what's the first thing? Do you slide down a wall and then you're like looking at different techniques around like. Maybe I could do this. I've seen people do this, or no one's done this before. Let's give this a crack. Like the adrenaline must be through the fucking roof. Yeah, it's um, I, I suppose it's the same sort of thing as like painting. It's you, like you start off really small and, and um, you just sort of progress until like there's sort of no um, like some of the stuff Don's doing at the moment is just from mind blowing. But it kind of just gets better and better, and you know the more toned you get, the the there's a lot of like mental, um, like being able to know you can do the jump or complete it or, or land correctly. There's a lot of um, like being in that position, like more often, you know, the the more 
sort of confident and prepared you're going to be to be able to do a jump or a flip or, yeah. What's the hardest thing you've done where you've just gone, fuck, I, I can't believe I, I just did that? Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's one thing. I can send you some videos uh, of me. Um, yeah, there's just just sort of like scary like flips onto concrete sort of like lots of uh yeah there's a whole it's a whole little uh niche sort of thing you can go down and, and there's all these different moves and techniques and yeah it's pretty uh it's pretty amazing i still I feel still like that's also a pretty pretty creative outlet you know what i mean like doing your painting parkour it's all about like it feels like it's a bit like expression of movement and what you're doing is like expression of creativity do you come from a creative family? Do people like, did you, your brothers and sisters, did your parents do something like this? Like, where do you think the creative outlet actually came from? Um, no, no one's sort of really creative. I'm, I'm one of five. Um, so I think sort of being left to my own devices a little bit when I was younger, um, I was always like making like random, like, yeah, like, uh, I can remember once I, I made this like battery heater in like a jar and I was putting all these things together and I actually uh, put these two cords in the thing and, and shocked and turned off all the power in the house for, for a little while. So I was always sort of like tinkering and just playing around and and then, yeah, sort of found painting and just I've, I've, I've always sort of, it's sort of always for my own sort of like mental health and uh, yeah, like a, a sort of, a, I don't know, I suppose a way of sort of coping and, and, and being in that. I, know, I had a few like injuries when I was young, growing up playing rugby and league and that. So I didn't go to school for like nine months and I like literally just did my um, painting subjects at school and uh, was at home sort of painting by myself for, for ages. So. Nine months? What did you do? I had a, um, I've had like three shoulder surgeries. So, um, yeah, the, my first, when I was like 16 or 17, I, um, my thing with my shoulder would start here and my arm would dislocate down here. And I used to go pretty hard at rugby and that got to a point where it just like fall out during my sleep. So no matter how I slept before my operation, it would just come out dislocated at like four in the morning and I'd have to wait for my muscles to relax and then pop it back in. So, um, yeah. Uh, growing up playing rugby in New Zealand is pretty, uh, it's a bit of a, everyone does it. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd uh, let my kids do it, to be honest. Uh, but that's, you, you grow up playing rugby. I think I was like five when I started. So. That's wild, man. Hey, probably a good segue. A question we ask all our guests is a bit of a mental health one. What do you turn to when you're looking to get some energy back in your life? Um, so I'm a bit of a uh, consumer of um, like audio books and podcasts. I'm uh, I'm definitely what is it called like rote learning. Like I listen to to stuff like hundreds of times and um, sort of consume it that way and sort of really like drill it in. Um, yeah, and then obviously like podcasts and that I'm always listening to uh, to a bunch of different ones. But I've uh, since um since being a father, I've uh, gone into like smoking meats, so 
I've got like a smoker and I've sort of dived into that. Um, so that's kind of like takes me away from, uh, it's, it's, it's a random thing, but I just love it. Uh, it's like a little art form in itself and big like tomahawks and briskets and stuff. It's, it's cool. And then I'll like nerd out and watch YouTube videos about the best way. Yeah. So. Oh, smoking meats. I feel like you get to a certain age, you smoke meats, you play golf or you go, you cycle, you know, yeah. there's, there's things that you get to when you're past 30, I think, where you're just like, I'm going to start doing that and get really into it. I guess I'm doing this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoking meats. Yeah. What's your, what's your go-to? Um, I do these big tomahawks. So um, they're like, you know, almost a kilo, these big, uh, and they've got the bones sticking out of them and then I sold them and then mustard and then smoke it and then i'll uh rest it and like tinfoil with like butter and tallow and reverse sear it on the barbie so that's probably my uh my go-to so yeah uh, yeah it sounds good i'm coming to your job what about some of the sort of you mentioned some of the audio books and things you listen to what stuff you what stuff do you into you any recommendations people listening um yeah yeah uh so when I sort of first went out um, on my own, I uh, a mate of mine who I went to school with, who's his name's Hamish, he's like a wildly successful guy. Um, he put me on to that How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, so I, I listened to that a bunch when I was sort of first starting my business. Um, and uh, now that's sort of become second nature. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of David Goggins. I love love Goggins. Um, yeah, lots of sort of just uh, Jocko and sort of like inspirational uh, um, guys that are, you know, just sort of like pushing through mental barriers and and um, and then you're obviously like the the business stuff is is cool and, and being like confident and speaking to people and and knowing your worth and um, yeah, making making them feel like they, they want it and seeing stuff from their point of view. So, yeah, I uh, it's, it's just sort of second nature to me. When I first sort of read it and started implementing those things into speaking to clients and stuff like that, felt like I was, like, manipulating people a little bit. But, um, yeah, the, the guy who put me onto it is like, look, you know, if they get, like, a dope piece of artwork and, and you get a big commission, then, you know, it's just a win-win. So. Yeah. I think it's hard like knowing like in arts and creatives like the worth and stuff and asking I feel like that's a big barrier for people like what is it like how much do I charge for stuff and how you know like I feel like a, a big barrier for people yeah yeah it's, it's always sort of like a, a, a sort of taboo um, you know like people are so like wildly uh, you know one person will like you know paint 10 murals a year and and sort of like charge more and then others are like, you know, don't charge enough. And I think it's sort of just knowing your worth and, and um, being able to, uh, um, you know, sort of like justify it, like why it should be that much or why it should take that long sort of thing. So I, uh, I think I'm like a little ADD. So I just sort of like to be working sort of the whole, the whole year. So I'm sort of back to back. For like the last sort of five months ish, and um, yeah, I just sort of always sort of try and make it happen. It's sort of just something that um, 
you sort of get better and better at, I suppose, over the years. And it's just sort of sort of kept ramping up. So um, yeah, and then and then repeat business. So you got to look after those people. And the guy that I'm painting for now, he um, his name's Sam, the paving man, and he uh, like this is my sixth mural, I think, for him. So. Um, it's in a big warehousing com complex. There's like 42 warehouses he's built out in out in like Western Sydney. So, um, yeah, so awesome to be able to know him and, and to be able to paint a wall this size is um, there's a lot of sort of like red tape you have to like jump through. But working for this guy, it's you know he says jump and people say how high. So it sort of all just happens, and I just you know work directly with him. So it's good. Caleb, who uh, hooked this chat up, I'm sure that we probably run his ads at the start of this episode. At the end, at the end. At the end. I was going to say, he, he mentioned uh, some of the people that you've come across or people that have, some interesting people that have found out about your artwork and so I guess some of the opportunities that doing what you do is presented. Can you get into some, maybe some of the interesting people that you've met or people who have really dug your artwork? Uh, yeah, love Caleb. He's a legend. Um, got a lot of time for that guy. Uh, interesting people. Um, done a few jobs for um, Warner Music Australia. So I was, uh, I um, when Mac Miller passed, I did um, sort of like a project for them. Um, did like a sketch and um, and a big artwork that was for like the uh, Australia release of his album. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's been a bunch of sort of um, yeah different projects. And, yeah, each sort of one has its own. Uh, um, I don't know, has its own sort of challenges and and things you sort of have to jump through. So yeah, I'm a massive Mac Miller fan. He was explaining that one to us. I feel like that would have been a bit of a buzz, and obviously for a sad reason because he just passed away. But that could would have been a cool experience. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I like went in and to the to the um, to Warner and and the, and the city and you know walked around there and and listened to his um, to his album before anyone and and yeah, it was just sort of like a special because they're all it was for like a uh, you had to like go into this drawer to be able to um, um, go to this listening party and then. Uh, and they were all sort of like diehard Mac Miller fans. So um, everyone just like sat down on the floor of this like warehouse and was just like listening to the whole album, like while I was sort of like painting in the background and they had like fried chicken and it was just, uh, yeah, that was a, it was a cool, cool project to be involved with. Um, yeah. It was fun. Hey, well, man, we're getting to the pointy end of, uh, of this year and what's, what are you excited about for the rest of this year? What can we expect to see the start of next? Um, what am I doing? Uh, I'll finish this one here, and then I think I've got one more big wall um, at this site. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, I kind of uh, sort of, this is why I tell everyone I like to think of myself as sort of flexible. So there's always like weather and, um, you know, things don't start at the right time. So, uh, yeah, I've got I don't know, maybe four or five sort of sort of projects in the work. Nothing sort of too major, but um, yeah, just painting more and 
and doing cool stuff. So it's good. Hey, man. Well, if people are interested in finding your stuff or they're interested in getting a mural done, we've got a bunch of people who run businesses or have things, especially in the Sydney area too. Yeah, How do they yeah. find your stuff? Um, so I've got a website. It's um, rubes.com, R-E-U-B-S-Z-Z. Um, it's just short for Ruben, I suppose. So I just tried to pick something easy. Um, yeah, you can reach out on there or uh, Instagram, or Facebook, or all of the above. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm out there. We'll Find put in the show me. notes, bro. We'll put in the show notes, make it easy for people. But it's been an honor to pick your brain and can't wait to see what's next next year. We'll be looking at the socials and seeing uh, what good stuff you're cooking up. Yeah, cool. Sounds good. L Bradford, honestly, I reckon you could be an artist. I've said I, know I actually I, am an artist. I, know so I, I, joke I find about, that offensive. No, no, you could be an artist. You're not an artist. What are you? We're what? podcast hosts. I'm the producer. It's art. It is art. It's saying, art. We're putting out stuff on the airwaves. It's art. You say it's art. Hey, Some people, people love my fish burners cover, didn't they? They did. Yeah, you're, you're very creative. But I, people are like, oh my god, he should just do that. Your mum paints though. Mum's a paint. Yeah, she's she's creative. She's creative. Mum's very creative. Even even the girls, they love it. They like following in her footsteps. You're a bit of a mummy's boy. Oh, not a bit. Oh, a lot of bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But why are you mentioning that? I'm it's not, about being just, creative. I know. Do you I'm reckon just, you're creative? Not as not that much. You see, you don't classify yourself as a creative, but I'd say you're creative in different you ways. Think right? strategies, I wish you think of strategies. I wish I had boring. the ability. I'm waiting for AI to give me the ability to put that pen in my hand and just. Yeah. I can still see what I want it to be, but I yeah. wouldn't wouldn't execute it like that. It you're just, like <laughs> that boring creative. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, hey, like I said at the start of this episode, if you're new to Funny Business, welcome. And if you're not, you've been here for a while and you haven't sent this episode to a friend yet or any of the other Funny Business episodes you've listened to, please do that now. It goes a long way to helping the show grow. So hope you're having a sick time, good week, all that sort of good stuff. We're coming to the end of the year. We're going to be having a few weeks off, but don't you stress. We love the sound of our own voice. We'll be back soon. Hey, funny business listeners, Caleb from SquareX here. I just wanted to jump on and let you guys know at the end of this app, SquareX is currently open for investment. So if you're interested in learning more about what we do at SquareX and want to get involved in the digital future of the agricultural supply chains, you can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or to the Dream Big Social Club team to learn more.